0: I invite you to sit for a spell as I interview guests and spill the spiritual tea on how we can create the magical life we deserve. All right, and just like that, we are back and wrapping up this dark goddess series. Here we are with Inanna. Now, if you haven't listened to the previous four episodes, please do. Uh, The previous episodes were Lilith, Freya, Hecate, and The Morgan. So definitely check out those episodes for this first series, part one of the Dark Goddess series. More Dark Goddess series to come. But for now, we're going to wrap it up with Inanna and also if you are new to this podcast and this is your first episode listening i'm going to give you a quick background on the meaning of dark goddesses if you are someone who's already been following <clears throat> excuse me this series you can go ahead and fast forward past <laughs> this part so whenever you see dark goddesses this is sending a notification to you about where and how these goddesses operate. Uh, So basically they operate with darkness, in the shadows, things that are taboo. Uh, When I say things that are in the shadows, it's a combination of things that you have yet to discover about yourself, that they help you to discover, and things that you have been suppressing or you you just have on a back burner and now it's time to bring it to the front. These are also goddesses who deal with the more heavier things like death, transformation, protection, rebirth, prophecy, and shadow work. And in death, that is the uh, figurative meaning such as death of a friendship, death of a career, uh, death of the negative talk that you say to yourself. So, you know, you're going to be at a crossroads going through the underworld, right, to emerge as this new person who no longer puts up with all the negative stuff or the stuff that just it just really is not promoting your your personal growth and even the example I give with transformation because people don't think that it's dark right because when you transform it's like you're stepping into your light and your radiance but you go through the darkness first you you address the issues that are there so you can get to that radiant point. And it's not saying that darkness is bad either. It's just a stage that you do have to go through. For example, the caterpillar goes in the cocoon, which is dark and comes out a butterfly. There's no way a caterpillar can become a butterfly without going through the cocoon stage, which is dark. So that's what I mean. And also that because these are more of the heavier topics, I don't want you to think that what the other goddesses work with is not as heavy. Some things are just better received than others. And the example I give is self-love. If there was goddesses about self-love summit or something like that, that's a bit easier to talk about in. A bit easier for people to receive because self care could be lighthearted and fun and friendly, like a bubble bath or getting a manny and a petty. However, self love can, can be deep and triggering for people. You end up doing shadow work through self love, right? So it doesn't mean that it's not as heavy. It's just that some things are better received than others. Whereas if I said, All right, let's do some transformation. And in friendships and relationships and careers with a good strategy. All right. Don't go quitting your job with no backup plan. It's a little bit harder, right? Because sometimes people hang on to that one good thing that person did or the one good thing about the job. And it's just like, okay, but are you happy? All right. So things like that, it's a little bit harder to discuss certain things. All right. It has nothing to do with black and white magic. That does not exist. Good or bad magic, that that does not exist. Magic is just that magic. It is neither good nor bad. It's what people choose to do with it. So we have to look at the person, essentially, <laughs> right? A knife is just a knife until you decide to use it as a weapon, right? So, yeah, it has nothing to do with that. That's fake. It's not real. There's no such thing as good, good or bad magic, white or black magic. No. All right. So these are goddesses too, who they, they have thick skin. They don't give a flying whoop de doop. Okay. About what people think about, uh, them, the names people call them, they are in control of their sexuality. They are in control of the darker sides of life. They are in control of their capabilities. They they know who they are. And they show up as they see fit. And that's that. (laughs) These are the tough love goddesses, okay? So let's talk a little bit about who she is, why we should work with her, how we can work with her, associations. And you know I have an oracle card waiting for you. All right. I'm on mythology.net and this is really cool because it even breaks down how to pronounce her name. So it's E-Nana. It has here E-E-N-A-N-A. Uh, but of course, you know, th- there are going to be different ways to spell uh, these goddesses. And so this is my first time really diving into reading about Inana. Uh, so this is going to be interesting. All right. So she is the Sumerian goddess of sex, war, fertility, and sensuality. Um, They have her parents here as Enki, or Nana, and Ningal. Ningal, hopefully I pronounced that right. And her husband is Duzumi. Her symbols include the eight-pointed star, the lion. Uh, I saw somewhere uh, the evening star, Yes. So she is associated with the morning and evening star, Venus. Uh, She is viewed as both independent, powerful, and central figure, uh, but also as a young girl under patriarchal control. Sounds like someone's about to bust out. (laughs) This goddess also known for her dual nature as the uh, feminine and masculine traits. And I want to say that I read somewhere that Lilith changes from male to female. I believe I read that in one of the articles from yesterday. So uh, you can can always click one of those links and read it. So we're starting to see also the owning of the masculine and the feminine. And if you're also new to the masculine and feminine, what it has to do with is uh the energies okay so the feminine energy receives and, and the, the masculine energy energy gives okay that's why when you see statues with the hand one hand the fingers are facing down and one hand the fingers are facing up with the palms facing you because you receive with your left hand and you give off with, with your right hand so is that as above so below that male and female energy okay some people also say you receive with your less dominant hand dominant just means the hand that you write with the most it doesn't mean that because it's the less dominant hand and it's feminine energy that is weak no 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 it's just the hand that you don't use the most that's all it means all right Mm Now it states here her origin. She was originally worshipped as a vegetation deity, but was later raised to the status of queen of heaven, the Mesopotamians' favorite goddess. In Uruk, she was worshipped as the patron deity, especially at the main center of the Ina temple. It means house of heaven. The goddess was connected to Uruk, dating as far back as the 4,000 to 3,100 BC. Legends and stories and poems of Inanna, uh, such as Descent of Inanna, carry her qualities through the ritual and ceremonies and her honor. The sacred man- marriage, or her sacred man- marriage, I cannot speak right now and was celebrated at the autumn equinox in order to bring fertility to the lands the king and priestess would reenact the sexual union of the god and goddesses either symbolically or perhaps through actual intercourse i wonder why i always feel so proper when i say intercourse (laughs) okay and then it talks about the hulupu tree Okay, and, and about a throne being created from the majestic tree. She replanted it in her own garden, but later discovered the tree is filled with snakes. Oh, oh sorry, filled with nefarious entities a serpent who was believed to be Lilith, a zoo bird. Inanna is distraught and elicits her brother for help, Gilgamesh. He kills the serpent, sending the other two creatures fleeing. And he is friends with then chop down. Oh, he and his friends would then chop down the tree and carve into a throne in bed for her. Sorry, the way sometimes these sentences are written, I just feel like it could be different. <laughs> so in my mind, I'm reading it the way I wanted it to be written. <laughs> Okay, so Dennis talked about how she she got in a drinking competition and escapes with the meh, is literally M-E-H. It talks about how she steals the meh, the rules for civilization. Okay, so she steals that, and it was a powerful tool that included all aspects of humanity, humanity, such as law, prostitution, victory, truth, and writing. With the men in her possession, her influence became greater and she was even more powerful. This is, this is quite the, the life she has here. Okay, so um, then it talks about, unfortunately, how she was raped. And she found the guy and she's determined to punish him, and his punishment would be death. Uh, Then it goes on to discuss how she uh, shows up. Uh, Say, okay, so she is shown at the gatepost or read bundle. Or she is shown as, not as, she is shown as a gatepost or read bundle to represent abundance and fertility she is often depicted as a naked female in her human form as a goddess of war she is seen in a robe with weapons as her soldiers and battle and armor she is also shown next to or riding a lion reflecting of her courage she sounds a lot like freya And then uh, it goes on to state that she became known as Ishtar, the Assyrian and Neo-Assyrian era Um, during that time and managed to endure. Okay, so I see what it's saying. So before the reign of King Hamorbi of Babylon, women were regarded as equals. And she was an example of this in the Sumerian pantheon. However, she became known as Ishtar in the Assyrian and Neo-Assyrian era uh, because of the rising patriarchy. So they were so they were trying to replace a lot of gods and goddesses. So and she she like transformed into Ishtar. So this goddess, like wow, just learning about her and the things that happened to her, she was sleeping under a tree, and this guy just thought she was so beautiful that he would have sex with her it's like um sir no not even sir just no but also uh what she does you know what she stands for and even looking at this is another uh blog post goddess gifts goddessgift.com they have here uh She, as I stated earlier, queen of heaven. Also, uh, she tricked her father, Enki, the goddess of wisdom, into giving her his instruments for civilization, for civilizing mankind. And it included the tablets of destiny. Okay, so (laughs) she's always taking things and, uh, you know, it's like taking from this to spread to the people. So her dad tried to get it back. But uh, he was not successful, and now she was. All, she became all powerful, but she felt isolated and lonely. All right. So then it talks about her suitors and how she met her husband, and how she decided to visit the underworld to see her sister. And her sister husband was the god of death. So you're seeing here again how. They're not afraid of facing certain things or, you know, being in that space. So her sister, husband, her brother-in-law abandoned her. And she, she felt that loss for her sister. So. As this goes on to say, she wisely informed her, the most trusted servant that she did not return in three days, she would send daddies to rescue her. Yeah. So then it, it talks about her family concern and, And then it it talks about the seven seals of Inanna and it goes her ascending through the seven gates collecting all of her possessions as she went. So this is an interesting story of what she collects. All right, and it wraps up. The goddess Inanna represents many facets of being a woman and the importance of roles they each play in living a full life. She is a powerful example of a courageous way of being. She is unafraid to face the challenges and changes that are required during the course of life. As one who courageously travels into dark places of the soul, she can be our guide in times of tribulation, okay? One of the important lessons of Goddess Inanna is that if we are to remain in touch with our true selves, we must surrender our attachments to the outer world and travel inward. At each gate, Inanna is required to shed a piece of her identity, a possession that symbolizes an important role or relationship in her life, a part of her identity, the face that she shows to others. And so this is how we get in touch with our true selves, basically peeling back the layers. Um, How beautiful. How beautiful. All right. Her symbols include the hook-shaped knot of reeds, eight-pointed star, lion, rosette, dove, the planet Venus as well. All right. So why should we work with her? It's that courageousness we need to look inward that will surely make us unstoppable. Because think about it. Once we look inward and own everything about us, who's going to have power over us? And that's what she's here to help us understand is that you know, owning all aspects of yourself, also living by your own rules. This woman is stealing things left and right and sharing it with people. <laughs> right? She she's getting this the stuff from her dad. She's getting that myth that's you know filled with other things. You know, she she's she has plans. So to to work with Inana to, to embody that is to embody courage is to embody what, what will work for you. Also, you are going to be someone who even more so now is going to step up for people who can't speak for themselves. You know, how her sister husband left her. So she went down to the underworld, you know, is, is, is this extra layer of bravery. It's just like, all right, you know what, let's do it. Let's go. We got this. We're going to do it. okay, about standing up for your beliefs, transforming into who you need to be, you know, from Inanna to Ishtar, you know, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, I'm always hearing to pronounce that with such authority, Ishtar, you know, like, uh. but, you know, really think about this, because even her symbols, the the evening star, the morning star, what does that represent to you? And you can go down a rabbit hole about that, you know, looking at the moon and the sun, what are those energies? She is embodying the male and female traits. Are you embodying both traits within you? Or are you more feminine than masculine, more masculine than feminine, which is okay if that's what you want to embody but you can't ignore the other trait right because it's not just the stereotypical things you might see there's a whole spiritual essence behind male and female traits so if you have a hard time receiving compliments receiving uh, a lunch that someone wants to treat you to you know you just have a hard time receiving things you want to work with goddess Inanna. If you have a hard time giving things, you want to work with goddess Inanna. If you are becoming possessive, you know, once you give someone something, it's really none of your business what they do with that, (laughs) right? There was someone uh, who was telling me before, uh, if I give someone, if I loan someone money, I want to know what they do with that money. And I said, well, If it's a business transaction, I can see that they're asking you to borrow money to invest in something, then it's okay. There's some legalities, you know, with that. If it's personal, you know, I mean, if the person is shady, then you shouldn't be lending them money anyway. But if this is a genuine person who is just in a situation and they need money, I just think. That's inappropriate to ask them, oh, well, what are you gonna do with this money? That's none of your business. <laughs> like, what? So, you know, they're gonna pay you back. It's not not your business how they choose to spend it. But what I'm saying is that would be the opposite of uh, you know, giving as far as the male trait, you're on the you on the possessive side, you're on the opposite end now. Um, and for the feminine trait, you know, are you receiving too much where you're just open all the time. you're you're receiving everyone's feelings, everyone's woes, all you know just all their burdens, all their you're receiving too much, you're too open, right? And there, there are no boundaries. <laughs> okay? It's like stop it. people say to me, I'm just I'm just a nice person. Stop it. That's not working for you. Stop it. okay? So anyway, to help you get more in tune with your dual nature of the male and female uh, aspects, work with Inanna. To have that extra layer of courage, work with her. To help build up your skin, <laughs> you know, had that thick skin, you know, work with her. To get more in tune with, uh, you know, the sacred geometry of the eight-pointed star, what that means, you know, do some research and and you know a, a sync with, with that energy. All right, let's get to the oracle card reading. So that's why we should work with her. You know, it's it's just like again having a big sister backup. All right, the oracle card I have here is passion, and it, this is beautiful because. Well, one, I think this is a beautiful card, oracle card, to end with in this series with. And I, I think it's beautiful for Inanna because th- this woman is so in her zone. And I think her eyes are closed. It's, it's as if she sees nothing but what she wants to see. And she's dancing in fire. She She's red and orange and yellow and is bright and is beautiful. And it's like she just spins around and she's on one foot and her arms are extended. So she's just, she has this perfect form. No one's busting her groove. She's embracing and embodying the very uh, environment that she's in. So what I'm getting from that card is now is the time to dance to the beat of your own drum. You are a very passionate person. Use that energy for not only just what you want to attract, but use that energy for opportunities that you take on. Use that energy as often as possible, possible even with the simple things, because it's the simple things, the things that go on in the background that have just as much, if not even more of an impact on us than the items that are directly in front of us. Meaning, um, what are some things that, You have set up for you. Maybe you might have some residual income. Maybe you design clothes here and there, and that's something that you could be selling. Um, maybe you have some some arts and crafts that you do that that you could be selling. You know, there's something that's going on in the background that is being very helpful to you. And now it's time to turn it up a notch. Um, also ignite the fire within this this series has been about igniting you right this woman is dancing really in the dark when you think about it is darkness behind her but you know she's illuminating that that area so where can you illuminate something in, in your life make that thing shine turn up the volume go to that next level because it's all there waiting for you. It's just waiting for you to turn the knob and open the door, like seriously, to just claim it. (laughs) So channel your passion to more areas in your life for you. Okay. I want to, I want to stress that because some people like, okay, great. And then you're going to go support other people. Don't forget to support yourself. Okay. And remember, too, that fire is, well, none of the elements are, you know, elements to play with, right? Too much water, drown. Too much fire, burn. Too much air, uh, you lose your breath. You know, the wind's too rapid. Too much earth, earthquake, you know, it's just too much of something can also be bad. But an earthquake can be uprooting things right so then that can also be good so what i'm saying here is the element of fire showed up so work with that but respect the element of fire know that you don't blow out a you're really not supposed to blow out a candle you're supposed to clap over it or extinguish it through uh other means and i talked about that in a previous episode but because our breath gives life and it's like we're taking the light out the candle So, uh, but if you have to do it, you know, because sometimes the wick is too low and the clappy doesn't work or whatever, apologize, (laughs) do what you had to do. But what I'm saying is, you know, start understanding that fire element, what it means to you. Some people don't like to color it, but really understand why. Is it, it's just the color or maybe the taboo around the color red it's really the issue so use uh the, work with the element of fire in, in a safe area okay have some water next to you and I, I understand the messages that come through ask for the messages because that's the element that's really coming through here there's something about fire and inanna that combo of energy wants to come through to help okay so that's what i have for you um again there are so many ways you can work with the goddesses let her direct you you may come across an eight-pointed star today you may come across flowers and you know colors that she'll guide you towards um so you know just be open today to that be open to receiving be open to you know Lighting up your fire. I'm hearing a song, come on, baby, light my fire. (laughs) So focus on that. Focus on your courage. Remember, it's better off to do it anyway. All right. Because if you don't even give that vision a try, you're going to regret it. Okay. And who wants to live with regret? And and that vision, that thought, that feeling—it's it, meant for you. So you know, let's let's keep going. Let's be flexible. Let's tweak what needs to be tweaked, and let's get you on that path. Let's let's get you on the path of creating that desirable, magical life. All right. So work with these goddesses, uh, however they direct you to work with them. Whether that's a bubble bath, whether that's meditation, dancing. Cooking, you never quite know. You might get directed to bake bread. You just never know. Okay. Focus on that. Don't be afraid of the shadow aspects. There are things that need to be addressed. And I promise you, you will you will be better off. There is paradise on the other side of shadow work. Like it is just so great to be free from the very things that were holding you back and there weren't even your belief systems you know it's someone else's belief system that felt like it was right and then you grow up and you had to unlearn so many things but again so much better off because now you get to truly live life on your terms all right that was a lot (laughs) I'm sending you so many blessings be kind to yourself I love you until next time thank you so much for tuning in Magical One let's keep in touch join the VIP email list by going to tmrejohnson.com. and as always I'm sending you lots of love many blessings I'm rooting for you and remember to be kind to yourself Until next time.